Welcome to the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast, your best podcast spot for all things Cleveland Guardians baseball. Presented by WaitingForNextYear.com. Follow Matt on Twitter at DairySpeaks and Todd at TDGuardiansKU. The Dairy Brothers Guardians cast is on the air. Thank goodness that road trip is over. My goodness, Dairy Brothers Guardians cast is here on a Monday, June 19th. Matt and Todd with you from the Evergreen Podcast Network, waitingfornextyear.com. And of course, we love our subscribers and thank them for being with us. Groove Ride, Center for Advanced Dentistry, and Breaking Tea t-shirts at breakingtea.com slash dairy. Guardians go to San Diego, Todd. They go to Arizona. They win one in each city, a two and four road trip. Highlights, I don't know. Bo Naylor's here. Whee! But then the, <laughs> the it was uninspiring baseball up until yesterday. Um, and it's a lot of the same. We're, we're we're spinning the same hits, as they say, right now. Yeah. Um, you know, we talk about this as a long season, it's a marathon, not a sprint. I mean, we're June, you're, you know, you're middle of June here, but I have yet to see still that extended run of okay they've got it all together and here's here's the jump off point we thought maybe we got it last week after that series with houston you had the five nothing uh two sundays ago with bieber you know taking two or three arguably could have swept them and then you go on the road and yes san diego and arizona are two good teams but the the first two games in San Diego were extremely ugly. You were basically, you know, non-competitive. And then they, they took the third game and then throwaway game on Friday against Arizona when with the Tristan McKenzie scratch, which we'll have a conversation about, I'm sure. And then, you know, Saturday's game was frustrating. Your supposed ace, uh, you know, wasn't great. And then uh, yesterday, you know, they kind of got out their frustrations and, you know, which which was good to see, uh, but again, it's just it just is uninspiring. I, I I there's there's nothing that's catching me saying, yeah, I see it. It's there. If they could just put it together, it's 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 just there, there's just too many things that are that aren't working that I don't see how that they're going to correct themselves this fast. And if we were in any other division in the American League, you know, we would be talking long-term not talking about any sort of playoff situation, but the AL central again stinks. So you still hang around. I think, I think maybe they would hang around in the NL central too, which isn't great. We're going to see some of those teams coming up like Milwaukee and your favorite team, the Cubs. Um, You know, here's the bottom line. It's funny that this past weekend or this past week, you saw, kind of the way these other teams that you, they played and San Diego is a good team that doesn't have a good record for some weird reason. And then Arizona is on top of the NL West and you look up and you go, all right, we got to, we got to play the Padres. And you look at this top of that lineup. You go, Oh my God, you yeah. know, Tatis and you know, they've got Juan Soto hitting second. Then this weekend you see Arizona, they got Cattell Marte hitting second. Who do we have hitting second? You know, it's like, oh, a man had four hits. Yeah, well, three of them were infield singers and the singles, another one was a blooper. I don't think we're good enough. Like, the that's the bottom line. Like, it, it's like, well, the Guardians will turn it on. It's pitching in defense, the pitching factory, Tito. 
I, I just don't think that this team as constructed is good enough. And, and, and the Padres are diamondbacks are yes. The twins just lost three out of four this weekend to the unnamed team at home. That's your first place team. So yeah. Do I think they're good enough to steal this bad division? Sure. But the goal after last year and getting to the playoffs and, and almost beating the Yankees and getting to the ALCS was let's build on this. And instead the off season for the, for this front office. And by the way, ownership ownership was to buy Mike Zanino and Josh Bell and they both suck. So like <laughs> that's your off season, <laughs> right? Okay. Well here, let me just, sorry if I'm being harsh. No, we're in response to that. You and I both were excited about Josh Bell. True? I guess. You guilty, were. Guilty as charged. Go back. I guilty as charged. Josh Bell. I wanted Jose Abreu, but Josh Bell was a nice consolation prize. Right. Mike Zanino, I think we talked ourselves into. We were like, oh. ooh, you know, two years ago, he hit, you know, 30 home runs or whatever. He, he was so unbelievably bad and worse than I could have ever imagined him being. And, uh... Oh God, it's just, it's just ridiculous. So at least that problem is gone, but you know, look at the standings. They're two and a half games out and they're 33 and 38. I know with a negative 22 run differential. I mean, they'd be, they'd be a fifth place team in the AL West. They'd be a sixth place team in the AL East. And, and uh, how about this? They have the same record as the Mets. (laughs) You believe that? The Mets are also 33 and 38. Well, I mean, in New, in, New, in New York, by the way, only in New York. I mean, they, they're they they're done with their teams. I mean, in New York, they're basically saying the Mets are done. Scherzer and Verlander were flops. And the Yankees without judge is like Orange High School's baseball team. So that's, that's how they look at it. You're right. I mean, it's not over. I'm not giving up, but I'm just looking at the giant sample size of now, what, what 70 games or whatever they played? They're not, they're not that good. Like I know it's 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 not a small sample size anymore. Like we can't keep kicking the can down the road. Going, right? Oh, they're gonna get it together soon. They're gonna get it like, together soon. But yeah, I mean, Todd, before they got rid of Zanino, you 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 watch you see Tito put out the lineup card, which inexplicably is the same almost every night, and you go you know, like straw hitting seventh, and, and you uh, go and, automatic and out in center, right. yeah. automatic out at catcher, automatic out at DH. An automatic out at shortstop. You can't have that. Nope. The Diamondbacks number nine hitter. And I'm not saying Jake McCarthy is some great player, but the guy put the ball over the wall against Bieber the other night. When do we have a guy do that? It's it's either Ramirez or Naylor, occasionally Jimenez. That's it. Like it's the same. You can't have all these automatic outs. Yes, there was the David Fry game on Thursday. That was fun. Cool. Hammy says on the air that night, he's got to be in the lineup tomorrow. He's not. And they score one run. So, like, it's on everybody. Ownership, run office, the manager, and the players. It's on everybody. How You're right. How does straw play every day? Every Never day. sits him. Never. Ever. And, you know, you know, it'd be one thing if it, – it'd be one I, – I, I, it'd be one thing if, if he had any sort of power or he had any – I mean, all the guy does, if he ever gets on bases, hit singles. He hasn't stolen a base in, like – more than a month 
he, he yes all right no one loves his defense more than me I, I he's mean, awesome Detroit. out there he's awesome but, out there but he's a, at, at right now he's a fourth outfielder and you're batting him seventh every day and he never ever sits how hard would it be to play listen we, we, we you and i have been on the arias you know we're up and down on arias i, I he can't hit either. I don't. Yeah, I don't know about him. He can't, his, you know, he can't he's got the hit big either. reverse splits. He can't hit lefty. All this, you know, he's yeah, hit, no. He's five for fifty-one against lefties. But like, would it kill them to play Brennan in center and and Arias in right? Or you know, figure can something we, else. Can out. we teach Tyler? Fre- can we teach Tyler Freeman the outfield? <laughs> I know. Like, like why? At least he, he hits. Have? I mean, straw straw's so bad. I mean. It's sad. He's he's literally as statistically the worst everyday outfielder in baseball, and he never sits. Never. never. No. Oh, I know. God. And he's he's a great Gold Glove center fielder. You're right. And you know, I love his defense. I'll never we say got a great, bad word about his defense. I mean, other than shortstop and catcher, or the defense is pretty good. I mean, I know that Naylor made a bad throw the other night. I know Josh Bell. There was the infield oh play that, that was the, awful Ugh. with the two runs that came in against the Padres he like, he like jutted in then went back out yeah that was, that was but cool. like I think the problem is is that and again this is like this sounds like the biggest doom and gloom podcast ever a fresh off a 12 to 3 win yesterday over the Arizona Diamondbacks and the team is not dead but the way the roster is constructed the way that this front office has put it together this year the Valoria BS at the start of the year we're carrying three catchers, none of them, you know, I mean, now Bo Naylor's up, but it's just, it's bizarre. It's bizarre how the roster's constructed. If you want to give Straw a day off, you're right. You got to move Brennan or or whomever over. You don't really have a, a real fourth outfielder. I guess it's Arias. He can't hit, swings too long. Freeman, a guy we want to play, and he can play, but he only gets opportunities like once or twice a week when, you know, Ahmed sits, which is a miracle because – Tito never sits him either or Jose needs a blow and, and Freeman plays third. Other than that, I mean, that guy should be playing. I'm not saying Tyler Freeman is the next Dustin Pedroia here, but like he can hit and he's versatile, but never play. It's just bizarre. And then it's like, well, I was reading Terry Pluto the other day in, in cleveland.com. Uh, well, maybe it's time to bring Oscar Gonzalez back up. Well, maybe like, 90 games he played last year. What do you have? 11 home runs. He's a guy that actually could put the ball over the wall. But again, you relied on him this offseason to be your right fielder. And we kind of had a feeling opening day when he wasn't even in the lineup that something was amiss. Yep. So it's 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 a poor job by everybody, to be honest. Well, I think that they all thought that all of these guys were going to take the next step up. I think we all did too. And then as it came down to it, None of them have. Uh, none of them have, and most of them haven't done have, have majorly regressed. I mean, can who can you say other than jo- uh, of the young guys, uh, uh, Josh uh, uh, Naylor, and who else would you say has exceeded expectations this year? Will Brennan? Maybe, maybe Brennan's Brennan's about where he was a year ago. Maybe no, I would say Brennan actually is higher up than he was a year ago. Yes, okay, but not not excessively, right? But Unfortunately, Quan yes. and we love Quan and Quan had a good weekend actually, but all in all, Stephen Quan yeah, is he not done nearly as good as, well. as he was last year. Andres Jimenez is not done as well. Nope. 
Oscar Gonzalez is a major disappointment. Josh Bell is not a young guy, but what you signed up for, you know, I mean, you, you signed up to go water skiing right now. You're in a broken kayak yeah, with Josh Bell. So like, you know, the catching situation, all of it, even Jose is not having the year he's had before. I mean, Saturday night, Jose Ramirez was given ample opportunities to deliver just once with runners on base. Ahmed actually got on base a bunch of times and, Jose, you know, but, didn't deliver. Yeah, but you know what? He deserves a. He can get a pass because of course he, he carries can. the He's the best because he the carries team. the team, right? Exactly. Here, I mean, like, there's only so much he can anybody do. Anybody, right? Anybody else other than Naylor has got to help. So, you know, I, I just wanted to see how things were going for Oscar down in AAA because you know you hear various things about him statistically. He's got he's hitting 265 with a 295 on base percentage, 739 OPS. He's got five homers and 31 runs driven in in 36 games. He's striking out 37 times in 144 at bats, and he's only walked seven times. You know, he's only walked seven times. Like, I, I don't know who Chris Roller is. Yeah, no. Okay. Come he's on, just, you know, 4A filler. Yeah. Chris Roller has. 29 walks in 136 at bats has more homers and more RB and, and one less RBI than Oscar and it with a 790 OPS. So, you know, you're not going to see a guy like my, that. My point, no, right. No, no, you're making it. You're just my point is him. Oscar is not exactly gone down and been like awesome. You know, what, you know what I'm saying? So it's hard to be like, Oh, well let's just go back down and bring him up. There's, what they really, the saddest part is now of, of this whole thing is had George Valera not gotten hurt. I think George Valera is playing right field every day right now. I do. And he's, he's, only he's seven, healthy now, but I mean, he's seven got games. A, That's he's it. got to, yeah, he's got to yeah. get in at least two to three weeks of games down there before anything happens. And my guess is at they're that, not going to rush him either. I mean, I, I don't, if it here, if, if they continue on this path and the twins actually wake up and, and, put some separation up, you know, I, I don't know. Are you, are you going to go to Valera at some point or are you just going to, you know, try go back to OG and, and Brennan and figure that whole thing out. I, I don't the, the know. other, the other problem is let's say you're right. Let's say you turn straw into a fourth outfielder, defensive replacement, late inning, six years know, left on his contract, <laughs> pinch runner. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, You know, then you've got an all left-handed hitting outfield. Uh, with Valera, Brennan, and Quan, and, and I understand that and the whole lefty thing. But listen, in in twenty twenty three, I think that's an outdated concept, and Tito still subscribes to it. That's why Straw hits seventh, which is so dumb because he wants to break up the lefties. There, there's not any planet in which Will Brennan should be getting less opportunities to get at bats than Miles Straw. It's it's. I agree. It's, that's a fact. I agree. But, but I don't, I don't want to jump all over Tito again, but like, he's just continues. He's having such a bad year. I, mean, I know just, there's, there's a lot of decisions that are made. You just scratch your head. You do. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, the, look, David Fry is not the second coming. All right. He's well, Rick he's Manning pretty, thinks so. <laughs> he is pretty for a, and, but on Thursday he had such a night and, and caught a good game, the whole thing. Oh yeah, and then to not play the next day made absolutely no sense. Yeah, and, had to make sure Cam was back out there. To, well, to Cam Gap, 
Cam Gallagher is Shane Bieber's personal catcher. That's about yes. it. Yeah. You know, is he the best defensive guy of the lot on this team? Yes. But, you know, this that's like the old uh, Revenge of the Nerds Omega Moo. Yes, the best looking Omega Moo, which, by the way, I was going to say and was in my head. You're pretty good. So, yeah. Uh, Dairy Brothers Guardians cast waiting for next year.com, the Evergreen Podcast Network. Guardians at 33 and 38 after a two and four road trip, dropping two out of three in San Diego. Two out of three in Arizona yesterday, though, a 12 to three win. And what was exciting about yesterday, and I, there was a part of me yesterday, and happy Father's Day, by the way, to you. Happy um, Father's Day to you, my friend. Thank you, buddy. Um, part of yesterday to me, when we got to about 4.05, and <laughs> my wife is something else. She's like, earlier in the day, she's like, what time is this game today? And I was like, what game? She's like, and she, <laughs> you know, You're and it's joking, like. joking, right? And she's like, uh, I was, yeah, we were messing around, but it was like. Part of me was like, if not for Bo Naylor, I don't know if I can sit through this again. After all these late nights, after Saturday night was just atrocious, like up to nothing, should have been like five to one. Christian Walker just torments us. Uh, you know, then Beaver is like another guy all these home runs. For, Christian Walker, you and I wanted to trade for him. Wanted to trade for him a couple of years ago. Yeah. He's exactly what we, you want to talk about. What do the Guardians need? Now, the Diamondbacks aren't going to trade Christian Walker. They're in first place in a very good division. Yeah. But what we need is Christian Walker. I mean, DH first baseman, right-handed power bat. I mean, that R-H-P-B, is exactly baby. That is exactly what we need. I mean, they're talking about on the broadcast. And by the way, let me just say something about the broadcast. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna try. All right. Andre Knott is a friend of this podcast. All right. We like him. All right. But this broadcast, you want to talk about everybody regressing on the team? The broadcast has regressed. All right. I don't need the yuck sessions. I don't need the laughing, the arch jokes. It's it's getting much, guys. Tone it, bring it down a notch. Everybody, please. There is oh, it's I watched some of the Padre broadcasts this week with Don Orsillo and Mark Grant. Let it breathe. Let there be some silence. Let there be just some some background noise. We don't need all the stories. I don't need reading of the game notes. I can go online and read that during Josh Bell's last 19 games that he's his OBP is over 350. Okay. I could, you know, I'll I could email one of the Danbergs and find out some of these notes <laughs> if I wanted to. Jeez. Like, come on, guys, get back. Broadcast has gone down this year it has sorry it has everybody i mean i'll give them credit for something yesterday during the delay with the power outage and that dump of chase field they had an interview that andre not did with bo naylor which i thought was a really nice pivot but other than that i mean just the yuck 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 and arch jokes and okay you know <laughs> like matt underwood can someone get with matt underwood and explain to him that it's 2023 Stop talking. If you've read the newspapers lately, no one reads the fucking newspaper, dude. <laughs> Just we need some updates. Got to freshen it up. Got to let uh, it breathe. Right. There you go. I've had my rant. My rant is over. What were we All talking right. about before? All right. Well, Saturday <laughs> night's game. You were talking about Saturday <laughs> night's game, but I didn't. So here you said you weren't going to watch Sunday. First of all, you occasionally from time to time. I'd say like this happens twice a year, twice a season. 
Matt, for the listeners, Matt will text myself and the executive producer. I, I, I'm taking tomorrow off. It's, it's I, I, I gotta do it. Bad luck, or you know, maybe may, maybe they'll wake up if I don't watch. You know, I've done that the, though. I've done that. I, that's what I'm saying. It happens like twice a year. Yeah, you usually see he'll send that text. Um, I did not see Saturday because I was at the Taylor Swift concert, which I'd like to talk about briefly at some point. But um, so I didn't see anything Saturday. Uh. I also, like you, watched every pitch of every every inning of every game, every pitch for those first uh, for that entire Padres series. I I went to sleep at five to one on Thursday night against the Diamondbacks or whatever you know when they were getting blown out in about the seventh or eighth inning. So I'm staying up late. I watch all these games too. I get it. So I understand the fatigue. But you know, I had it on yesterday, of course. You know, I took my nap, uh, my t- post Taylor Swift nap was pregame. Perfect. I woke up. Yeah. You yeah. are the king of the, you are the king of the nap, by the way. No one loves napping more than me. No one. I'll, and, and I will say this, I can't live without naps anymore. And I love napping so much and it's so wonderful. And if you don't nap, you should. Everybody should get in a nap every day if you can. <laughs> Napping fucking rules, man. I don't have just, it. I, I don't, don't even need, I have no I don't time even to need a that. long time. Just give me 20 minutes. Even Lame. 20 minutes. Okay. That yeah, counts. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I just need to be refreshed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I hear you. So, but yesterday required a longer nap because of Taylor Swift, but I'll, I'll save that for the end. But can we, we do need to discuss the biggest thing going on right now, which is Tristan McKenzie scratched Friday night. Uh, because of the elbow injury, um, yeah, which was, or, or, yeah, no, that was Friday was the one I went to bed in the seventh, not Thursday. Sorry, I forgot they weren't playing last Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, Tristan McKenzie elbow scratch, uh, uh, elbow soreness. They end up having to make a flurry of roster moves. Tuki Toussaint got the start. He's since been DFA'd. Uh, <laughs> he actually, he I actually didn't credit. do terrible. No, I give him credit. He hadn't thrown more than like 55 pitches, 60 pitches, you know, and he was pitching out of the bullpen. And then he came out, he he threw like 80 and he battled and he just totally ran out of gas when, when well, but it, that, but that and he, he couldn't locate. I mean, if you can't yeah, locate he had one fastball, you're not going to last long. He has, an, he has a nice curveball. That's about it. Yes, he does. But Tristan McKenzie, elbow injury. They had an MRI scheduled in Arizona. And of course, we've heard nothing other than 15 day DL. You oh, they said the MRI was that it's not serious. Okay. You don't believe that for one second. I know you don't <laughs> because you texted me immediately and said he's not going to pitch the rest of the season. Correct. So where do you what do you think? No, I don't think he's going to. I think they're saying right now, and I think Tito's comments, and again, a lot of the beat writers like Mandy and Zach weren't there. Points was, but like I don't. I mean, they're saying they think he just needs to rest and maybe it would just be 15 days. But I, the way this organization operates with their Kremlin CIA yep. Michigan football-like uh, presentation to the fans <laughs> and the media, uh, I think he's going to be shut down. I do. I, I just – this could be a UCL thing. I, you really think he's going to get back out there? I, I hope so. I hope I'm wrong. But to, you know, to have to – wake Toussaint up at 4 a.m. in Omaha and tell him to fly up. And, and uh, I mean, this is not a good sign. I'm, I'm worried about it. I hope, I hope it is just 15 days. I hope it is just some soreness, but 
this is trouble because you're probably going to trade Bieber. You thought McKenzie would come back from that side injury and be your ace, and he looked so good the first outing against Minnesota. But I'm assuming now we'll go over the matchups. I'm assuming we're going to see Hunter Gaddis this week. Are they really going to go with Gavin Williams yet? Are they ready to, to, to press that button? I'm not so sure, but you know he's coming eventually. But this is a big loss, big loss. It's a huge loss, huge in my opinion, uh, because it's it gives you a it's a domino effect in t- in terms of what your potential rotation was going to look like. Because now all of a sudden, if you were like, all right, Tristan's going to be back, we're okay with, you know, we're on board with trading Shane Bieber because we got a full McKenzie. We'll bring up Gavin Williams. We're fine. Maybe now they make, you know, if they make a little run, they're going to say, listen, if we don't have McKenzie, we can't get rid of Bieber. We're not going to go into the playoff, you know, try, try to get into a division championship with all these kids and Aaron, and Aaron Savali, basically. Um, so I think that they'll probably pump the brakes on trading Bieber. But as we talked about before, I still don't think this team has it. And, you know, I heard this on the, um, uh, uh, our, our good friends, Zach and TJ's podcast, Selby's Godcast. And they, what Zach brought up, which is a great point to me was, okay. Yeah. Are you good enough to win the AL central? Sure. But are you really going to go into October and beat Tampa or beat right. Baltimore or beat, you know, Oakland or not Oakland, Texas, Texas. or Texas or, is or, loaded. Yeah. Texas. Are loaded uh, or Houston? Are we really going to win these playoff series? I know. Uh, so, so it's. I just, I don't know. And without McKenzie, it just gets that much harder. And I, I gotta. I, I'm trying to find to see who's. You know, I know Gaddis pitched the day before, and they can obviously manipulate things. They, and, yeah, they can. Based off the day off on Monday, they can manipulate it however they want. They could pitch Savali and Allen on regular rest. They can yep. slide. I think they're going to slide Gaddis. And what day did you say Gaddis last pitch for Columbus? Gaddis pitched the day before the Tristan injury. So, so Gaddis he, pitched on Thursday. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking. I'm double checking that, but I'm pretty sure it was Thursday of last week. Yeah. So I think he could pitch Wednesday. There, I would assume they would want to pitch whoever they bring up. My guess is Gaddis. You know, right against the A's. You don't want to pitch him against Milwaukee. And then you line it back up with Bieber and Bybee and Savali for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That would be my guess. Yeah. By the way, you with your glasses that you currently have on, and this is audio only, but you look like Hunter Gaddis. His beard's (laughs) a tad longer than mine, I think. Yeah. So, look, Hunter Gaddis had some decent starts earlier in the year. I think he is a major league pitcher. Um, Yes, he did pitch the other option. The other option is... Cody Morris was sent back to AAA. Would you stretch him out and try to turn him back into a starter? Because he's excellent. I mean, I, I just, I can't, my stomach was churning having to watch Daniel Norris on our team. I know, but I that think made that made me he, sick. I think that made me he sick. He was up to pitch yesterday. Yeah. And the second they need another arm, they'll just DFA him. He was yeah. terrible in AAA. He had like an ERA over six. Yeah. He just it's, had it was to filler. the majors, it was, and they knew they could throw him out there if they needed right. to. It's filler for the time being, but you wonder, yeah. what, is Cody Morris being sent down to, to maybe stretch, stretch out? out? Well, I he's only really, worry he's about gonna be that. Good. 
I, I love him, but I worry that he, he's had the same injury three straight years. And I think that his future because of his elbow is going to be in the bullpen. Now yeah. Gaddis did pitch on Thursday. He only went two and a third uh, and, and threw 54 pitches and he gave up three hits, three earned runs in a loss um, to Omaha. So, but he, you know, it'll be his turn. I mean, they could turn it. They could, they could go to him. I think that they're going to go to him. I, I don't think that they'll rush Gavin Williams yet. Uh, and I'm not saying rush because I think Gavin Williams is good and and could handle it. But I, I don't think they're going to do it. I think they'll go back to Gaddis because they've seen that he's been good enough to make the transition. And yeah, I think they'll stick with him. What did you, did you watch any of Bo Naylor yesterday? What did you think? Um, You know, he, okay. You the bat, the bats the are more competitive yes, than any, than any exactly. of the other catchers. He, he battles in the at-bats, you know, which were good. I mean, he didn't have any hits yesterday, which is fine. I, I want to make sure that, like, I think kind of everybody is expecting that we've been talking about it and talking about it, and he's going to come up and immediately be great. You know, no, there's, there's no telling that that's going to happen. But, so I do want to temper the expectations, but anything should be an improvement on the offensive end um, at the catching position. From a defensive standpoint, Early in the game when it was close, I mean, you can tell his framing's not nearly as good as Cam Gallagher. No. Um, you know, he definitely three wild. Is, there were three wild pitches yesterday. Yeah. You you know, he he's he's a work in progress defensively, and we're gonna have to deal with it. Um, but if he hits, I'm fine with it. You know, I but I want to see him playing regularly, even if some days you gotta DH him. I he better be playing five times a week. Don't give me this, oh, he's going to be a 50, you know, three three times a week he's going to catch and Cam is going to catch three and Fry is going to catch one. It, it, let let it let him play. Just get him up here and let him play. You can tell that he brought some energy to the clubhouse and to the dugout. Uh, you know, the, the four-pitch walk to start the one inning and then he came around to score was nice. Um, you know, he lined out later in the game. I know he struck out yesterday when they brought in the, the position player. Rojas was throwing 50-mile-an-hour yeah. curveballs. It was kind of like, ha, ha, ha. But, like, yeah, I, you got to see him on Tuesday and Wednesday against right-handed pitchers and let him let him play a little bit. Probably wouldn't catch Bieber on Friday, which is fine. I mean, you can't put too much on the kid's plate, but it is yeah. exciting. You just, even when they post the lineup on Twitter or wherever you find it, and you're like – you know, B Naylor and eight, you just go, all right, at, at the eight position, there's just a threat, some yeah. kind of offensive threat at some point. And that's, you know, if he, he's, he seems like a great kid and I'm excited. I'm excited that he's here. I think it's too, I think it's been too, too late to be honest. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I'm excited. Um, I'm happy he's here. Obviously the Zanino situation just was terrible. It was, he was so much worse than I could have anticipated and it didn't work out and they probably should have cut him three weeks ago. I would have given him June 1st, but you know, they're, they have their reasons and you know, now Bo's here and now it's time to, you know, step it up. And we, we right. got, you got Oakland and Milwaukee this week. So yeah. Let's, let's and then let's, and then Kansas City and the Cubs. So this is a time to get right. It is, yeah. but we've said that a zillion times. You know, mm-hmm. we have, we have. So, so you the, took you took the girls to Pittsburgh. I mean, this has got to be. 
Let First of all, the say, T-shirt. What was the T-shirt you wore? It was amazing. So it said, <laughs> "Okay, so there's a there's a lyric in in her song." Anthony, Everybody right? knows the Taylor song. Says, yeah, yes. So it says, "Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me." My shirt right. said, "I took five thirteen-year-old girls, your niece Brooke and her four friends, Reagan, Emily, Dylan, and Sajel, and we all, you know, we went to the Berg." to see Taylor Swift and I was wearing that shirt and it's great. They all got glammed up the whole, I, I just have to say, and I don't want to go too long on this because, but I am totally converted into a Swifty. I, I am blown away by the Taylor Swift community and the music, the everything, the, the fandom, it was the I've never been. I was in a, a seventy-seven thousand seat stadium. I've never in my life seen a more be well-behaved, excited, happy. I I, I mean, just it's it, it was very positive. It was the the it restored my faith in humanity for one night that everyone in this world, no matter what you are, can get along because. There was every kind of person you could imagine in there. And it was mostly, first of all, it was mostly, it was probably 85% women in there. And then there were a lot of dads, but like, you know, if, if you were a, you know, an awkward teenage kid, but you love the Taylor Swift music, everyone, everyone was there to, to hug you and right. Trade bracelets. I mean, my Brooke made 75 bracelets, her and her friends, and they were walking around the stadium for an hour. We were just doing a lap and everyone is, oh, hey, you want to trade? And they're going, they're trading these these bracelets. I'm wearing one right now. And they wow. all have, you know, these beaded bracelets, Taylor Swift sayings, and everyone makes their own thing. Yeah, overall, it was just an incredible experience. And I would tell anyone who has kids, boy or girl, have them check it out it was just it was again it restored my faith in humanity and if if the entire world could could be this happy it, i don't know it was just it was incredible these absolutely incredible i love it and again i, I know it's tough to get tickets and it's insane and like oh my god process <laughs> and everything to go through and yeah, six hours on, online leo leo waited right in, in the like, queue the joy that it seems to bring to everybody and for, especially for, for dads and moms out there for their kids who have been through a lot. We, we know, we know a few of our own that are, that mm -hmm. we're close to that. Hey, that music brought them joy. It brought them, especially after what these kids have gone through during the pandemic. And we think about these kids and we, that we know very closely, I'm not going to name any names, but like it's, yeah. it's, it is positive. It's bringing people joy. It's people that make fun of it. Don't, don't get it. You know, no, I mean, and, and, and she's, she's a transformative talent. She is. It's amazing. I, yeah. I, I can't tell you, I, I can, I can honestly say that if you went to that concert and you didn't think it was amazing, then you have There's something no, wrong with you. Yeah. The, yes. Yes. Because it was just, I, again, the positivity part of it was just incredible. And no, there's zero. This is here. Put it this way: it's the complete antithesis of going to a Browns game, where, every, <laughs> where where the crowd, where it's a stadium full of drunken assholes. Right. This was the complete opposite. This was all love. It was just 
it was incredible, just incredible. And she's got a fan for life in me after that. I can tell you that. Well, I have a fan for life in uh, Carrie Blumenthal, your friend that went to the uh, concert <laughs> with you because she admitted she likes Built Bars, which <laughs> are my favorite protein bar and a uh, chief subscriber of the Locked on Lions podcast. So yeah, gonna, Carrie, we'll, yeah, shout out to yeah, Carrie, Carrie and Leah. We're going to hook. Went, uh, went and gonna, set. It was great. And they we're had gonna hook her time. up with uh, a box <laughs> of, uh, of raspberry Built Bars coming up. All right. Uh, what else? So, I got nothing. I, I got you got eat. nothing. All right. No, gotta, so are you going eat. this oh, week? Yeah. You know what? Real quick. Yes, I am. Shout out to Dr. Ben Hornstein, who is home recovering. We love you, Doc. Oh, you one listener. He's doing he's he's, he's all he's right. Doing, he's doing he's doing good. He's home. He just had a major procedure done. The guy's been through enough. And uh, but he's home. He loves his guardians. He loves his Dairy Brothers Guardians cast. So shout out to Dr. Ben. Center for Advanced Dentistry, CFAD.net, Groove Ride, Groove, R-Y-D-E.com for the best workout. And uh, Todd's there all the time. Can take great care of you. And also, of course, Breaking Tea t-shirts at breakingtea.com slash dairy. Get your guardians gear. Uh, pitching matchups for this week. We talked about it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. The A's are coming in. Eric, the actor's A's. How many touchdowns did the A's make? <laughs> they're an embarrassment. Um, no, they've they won, won seven in a row. Yeah. Now they've not. lost five in a row. Worst record in baseball. Did you see their crowd the other night? Yeah, when they had the reverse um, boycott. Oh, my gosh. They're just amazing. Sell the team chance like nobody's business. Um. But uh, they're they're bad. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, two seven ten starts. Tuesday and Wednesday, and then the one ten on Thursday. You got Savali against Luis Medina. No, not that Luis Medina, but a different one. Um, on Tuesday, night, young right hander. Wednesday again, we think it'll be Gaddis against Paul Blackburn, who's back from the IL. Pretty good pitcher. And then uh, lefty JP Sears on Thursday against Logan Allen. So you'd have to figure that maybe that would be. Uh, like Dave, they're gonna have to no. pick like a David Friday. That's the Friday. That's a Cam Friday. Gallagher day. Well, and Bieber, then Bieber Bo, Bieber Bo Friday. The way. Yeah, that's what I think. I think you'll see Fry Thursday, and then Friday will be Gallagher with Bieber, and then the yeah. rest should be Bo. Yeah. Then you got Friday night, uh, seven ten for the Brewers coming in first place in the NL Central. But the Reds are hot, and the Reds are on their tails, which is crazy to me. Yeah. The Reds have some good young talent. Uh, Milwaukee comes in. The return of Owen Miller to progress. Oh, how about field. that? Uh, I'm sure there will be uh, plenty of. Uh, you think he's getting a video <laughs> of his of his sack fly collection? Uh, sack flies <laughs> and errors, um, <laughs> dropping the, the ball at first base. The, the, that'll be the book they write about him: sack flies and errors. The Owen Miller, the Owen Miller story. Yeah, but uh, Shane Bieber Friday night against lefty Wade Miley. A member oh, of a God. team D's. That guy maybe sucks. I should, maybe I should start him this week against our offense. Uh, Saturday, 410, uh, Tanner Bybee and Freddie Peralta. And then on Sunday, 140, Aaron Savali and Corbin Burns. So uh, really good pitcher, obviously. Yeah. And that's uh, – so then, you know, you're talking Oakland, Milwaukee, Kansas City, and the Cubs, the next it, stretch yep. here. This is, so. this is the time to make hay. You're, you remember when Costanza was like, uh, outside the Tonight Show, and he saw uh, one of the guests, and he's like Corbin Burnson. <laughs> That's what makes me think of. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. No, Happy Father's Day to everyone who uh, yesterday and uh, 
you know, we lost our father too young and he was the greatest and he's the reason why we do this podcast. So no question. All right. We'll leave it it there. Evergreen podcast network is where you find us waiting for next year.com. Thanks to Joe and Craig and the crew at WFNY for Todd. It's Matt. We are uh, out of room and out of here. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased, and essential world news daily.